The following podcast is a Dear Media production. You're listening to the Wellness Her Way podcast. I'm your host, Gracie Norton, and I'm so excited to provide you with a space where you get to shape what wellness feels like to you. Wellness Her Way is where we make a home of our body, mind, and soul instead of jumping on trends for short-term results. We've got one body. We're going to nourish it, love it, respect it, and embrace it through all its forms. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Wellness Her Way. We're hanging out with Megan Roop today. She's the founder of the Sculpt Society, the number one dance cardio fitness app. I went to one of her classes recently, and it was just one of those classes that absolutely anybody can take. It was fun, engaging, and left me feeling so energized. Her and I have a very similar outlook on wellness. We both have learned how to build habits that are enjoyable and fun to maintain. She goes into detail about how she's transformed her relationship with food and exercise, and we even get to hear some of her best dating tips. You're going to love everything she has to share, so let's get into it. We have Megan Rip with us today. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you in LA. I know. Are you going to move back? Maybe. I love LA, <laughs> but sometimes it can be kind of high stress for me. Yeah, it is. It used to be high stress, yeah. but I was just telling you, the more girls that I've met that are in the wellness community... I feel like I've really found like my little pocket of peace and like yeah. how to structure my day better. Yeah. And that's helped a lot. Yeah. But I wanted to tell you that I took my mom to your class in St. Pete. I know. For the Sculpt Society. We had so much fun. She used to cheer for the Colts. And so when she found out I was going to the Megan Root Sculpt <laughs> Society pop-up class, she was so excited. <gasps> it's dance cardio right up our alley. And it was so approachable. It was so fun. There were women of all ages there. Yeah. And I felt like I was at a party and not doing a workout. So I absolutely love the way that you've built the Sculpt Society and the way you you show that movement can be fun. Yeah. Well, that means so much to me because I feel like so much of what I wanted to create with a program and a a method was truly an inclusive program for ages, all bodies and, and like really take away the intimidation out of fitness because I was in New York for 15 years and boutique fitness was like cutthroat. And I just felt like it didn't need to be like that. And a community could feel really welcomed and people could feel successful at different levels, different ages. And we were talking offline, but like the dance cardio portion of it, right? Like how can we, like, it doesn't need to be so complicated. Right. And we can just step touch and heel tap and we'll have fun. Exactly. And I love that. The dance cardio part was so much fun. I didn't feel like I had to learn a whole routine. It wasn't stressful. No, yeah. My ass was on fire the whole time. Like (laughs) It was so great. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I love that you brought your mom. I feel like there've been so many mom and daughter duos since COVID. So many, you know, like relationships from fitness built from that. And I love, I don't know, I just love that you brought her. That was yeah, so great. it was great. I want to know more about your background and your love for dance. I know at yeah. a young age, you had a very different relationship with food and fitness than you that yeah. you have now. Yeah. So I want to know kind of how that transformed and, yeah. and where you started. Yeah. You know, I would say growing up, I had a very healthy relationship around my body, around food and around movement. I grew up dancing loved it. It was a, a true passion in high school. I was on the high school dance team. I was classically trained in ballet. And for me, the, the real shift in my relationship with food and exercise was going into my freshman year of college. Okay, I had decided I didn't want to pursue dance. I had, was excelling in academics and I felt kind of that pressure really from my peers, but also my parents. They immigrated to the U.S. I felt like they were, you know, that old school mindset of like, you need to go into a, sort of a traditional career. And so I went to Cal Poly my freshman year of college in San Luis Obispo and was an English major. 
Don't know why. <laughs> and it was honestly a really dark time for me because so much of my world had been flipped upside down and suddenly I wasn't dancing. And instead of understanding that that's why I was feeling that way, I started to focus my attention on food, my body and exercise and really just started to unfortunately feel all consumed by that. And so everything I was doing, thinking was around how to be smaller in all in all ways. And so I remember, you know, this lasted for about nine months and I came home from my freshman year of college and I told my mom about just feeling really trapped inside of my mind and inside of my thoughts and inside of that cycle and knowing that I was unhappy and something was off. And I, I really felt like I wanted to talk to someone. So I went and saw a therapist and I always say like, she really cracked me in like the first or second session and was like, listen, you are not pursuing dance. You are focusing on something else that you can control. And you need to like, if, if you want to pursue dance and you need to steer your life in that direction. And so long story short, ended up transferring to NYU and pursuing dance. But unfortunately those habits and behaviors followed me right. there, right? I should have been in therapy for the whole thing and I wasn't. I thought I would be like cured yeah. once I was starting to pursue dance, but it really took years of understanding internally how to change that relationship, how to understand those belief systems about my body, about food. And it also the missing puzzle piece, I think, was finding a movement practice and a way to exercise that felt really good. Right. Instead of it feeling like a chore to do that you have to check off your list. Something no, I mean, that feels in college, like I was so, I, a fun workout. I, I, I thought yeah. you had to do like an hour on the treadmill, Same. an hour on the elliptical. Like literally, I would it's go so to a crunch gym and like spend hours on these machines, hating every second. Yeah, and even the intention going into a workout that way is so different. Literally, I was like, okay, I'm going to burn X amount of calories so I can eat X amount amount of calories like that mindset was so off for me were you talking to friends about it during this period or was it your mom and your therapist the first people that you talked to first people I talked to okay. were, was my mom and my therapist and then during I mean no one really knew how I was feeling yeah even in, when I had transferred to NYU and, and I was in New York it felt very shameful it felt right. very isolating I felt like I was yeah I was it was like a lonely experience of of not wanting to share it with people because I I was embarrassed that right. I was I was feeling and doing these things. And so I think it just, unfortunately, like I said before, I should have been in therapy the whole time and, and I probably would have, you know, healed that relationship a lot sooner. But I think the fortunate part is it led me into fitness. And, yep. I, you know, while I was dancing professionally in New York, I started teaching fitness and I would have never done that had I been in this world. And, and that really opened a new path for me. So you also <laughs> cheered for the Brooklyn Nets. And yes. is this when you really started to feel that shift and you started to fall back in love with dancing? Yeah. You know, I had already made that shift from when I transferred to NYU because I was, I was in the dance program in college. I think for me, the biggest shift was I read a book called Women, Food, and God by Janine Roth, and that really cracked me open from an intuitive eating standpoint and starting to really understand what intuitive eating was. I had just got, I'd hit such a low point with my yo-yo dieting and binge eating that I, I was just so sick of it. I read this book and I, I really wanted to make that shift. So starting to lean into not making foods good or bad mm -hmm. and really allowing myself just to eat. Right. And I feel like there's a lot of pressure, especially in the wellness community. We spoke about this earlier, yo-yo dieting and trying everything and that you have to do everything yeah. in order to see a result. Yes. Yeah. And for exactly. And so for me, it was that missing puzzle piece of understanding my body, understanding intuitive eating 
and then finding a way of moving my body that felt intuitive, that felt joyful, that felt fun. And so the combination of those two things really happened and clicked for me. And that happened around the same time that I started dancing professionally with the Nets. And, you know, at that time, my whole world was dance. I start teaching fitness and I'm like, ooh, maybe maybe this is a new path for me. It started to really fill my cup up in a way I never thought it would. And being able to connect with women who were looking for that same thing that I was looking for. How do I, how do I feel comfortable in my own body? How do I feel confident in my own skin? And being able to share that with other women in a movement practice was really powerful for me. It's incredible. I love the feeling of being able to empower women through through yeah. movement because yeah. like you said, it, it can be such a struggle for some people. I mean, for most people, yeah. really, you know, I think that's such a missing element for most people is like, how can we figure out a way that feels good to move our bodies? Because exercise is not for the next 30 days. It's for the rest of our lives, right? right? So you so better like, find a way to enjoy let's it. Let's figure out. Yeah. Well, And same with eating, you know, yeah. eating is not the 30 the day diet that you're no. on, right? Eating's the rest of your, your life and you want to enjoy it. And so how can we look at food in a different way as well? Right. What advice do you have nutrition wise for people who are looking to eat intuitively? Because I know you spoke about that earlier. Yeah. I always like to preface, I'm not a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. I think my approach is, and by the way, like maybe if you do need the education, go talk to a nutritionist. That's great. But I think my approach to food is similar to movement. It's like really taking away good and bad and allowing myself to eat what feels good. And I think when you do that, you know, maybe in the, at the, the first month they're like, I'm going to have every fast food, you know, like yeah. anything I want. Right. Yeah. But that gets old and you start, your body actually starts to tell you what it wants and what it craves and what what foods actually feel good and give you energy. And so for me, once those rules were lifted, I was my body actually just was like, oh, kind of took a deep breath. It's so much less stress on your body yeah. when you're constantly thinking about what yeah. you're going to eat. Cause I had it kind of from a different perspective cause I was experiencing so much bloat. So I'd wake up first yeah. thing in the morning already knowing that I wasn't gonna feel well no matter what I ate. I could have yeah. an omelet, I could have an apple. I already knew I was gonna feel sick. So yeah. food was always top of mind yeah. because that's, I mean, it's all I could think about. Yeah. I knew how it was going to make me feel. So when you mm -hmm. obsess over it, mm -hmm. it's so hard to find that balance. Yeah. But when you are able to really listen to your body, yeah. it's great. You can feel the stress. Yeah. And I think your body digests yeah. food differently when you're in a state yeah. of stress. So. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you're like, WTF, these two <laughs> girls are just talking about eat, like listening to their body. I remember being in that diet culture mindset yeah. and yo-yo dieting and, and doing every diet and, and, and being so frustrated when I heard this type of talk. Right, and like so, what does it mean to what listen does it to mean your body? To listen to your body, yeah. what does it mean? And it's, I think it's like, it, it really is a practice over time. It doesn't happen overnight. It's not a quick fix. It's, not, it's really not about fixing, Anything. especially right, like intuitive eating. It's not about fixing or losing weight. It's really about healing your relationship with food. And that takes time. And if you are listening and you're frustrated and you don't want to be on a diet anymore, I really implore you to think about intuitive eating and thinking about food in a different way. Yeah, that completely changed my approach to yeah. nutrition. Yeah. And now I can eat pretty much anything and everything after yeah. healing my gut. And yeah. it feels so good to sit down and yeah. have a pizza and not worry yes. about it, yes. have some ice cream, and then, you know, yes. make and sure I find balance the next day. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I just remember like eating a piece of pizza and the shame, the, the feeling of just shame and thinking about then the next day of how I want to burn it off and just that constant Cycle. diet mindset. It's so exhausting. And I was, and I'm sure you were too, I was so sick of every thought and every energy I had being put towards that. And the time, think about like the wasted time and energy yes. that you you had. You so know? much like, wasted time. 
So yeah, I'm so happy though that you were able to through dance, you know, yeah, find that love again for nutrition, find that yeah. balance, and and I think that's so great that you were able to to realign that way. Thank you. Hi, I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. I'm so excited to announce that Good Instincts is going from bite-sized episodes to a whole damn meal. If you found it challenging to eat thoughtfully or take good care while juggling a busy schedule, then this show is for you. Instead of aiming to simply eat healthier, we'll focus on tips and mindset shifts that streamline the process. Because balance is key, and the less complicated, the better. Join me every Thursday for the same thoughtful support to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I want to know more about what inspired you to start the Sculpt Society. Yeah. It's such a fun workout yeah, and such a fun way to not just transform your body, but feel good moving. So I started teaching fitness in New York at the same time I was dancing professionally. I was like just trying to figure out how to survive in New York. It's a very expensive place to live. And then I, I fell in love with connecting with other women. And then I just fell in love with fitness. And I started to really dive deep into boutique fitness because at the time, and it's still exploding, but like it was like very much boutique fitness was the thing in New York. And I was taking different bar classes and different dance classes and different yoga classes and just like figuring out like what I liked to do Mm -hmm. in fitness. And so I selfishly felt like the class I wanted and the community I wanted didn't exist yet. And over time I started to get frustrated and I really wanted to create a class for women to come in and to feel welcomed and to feel successful but also give them a kick-ass class that gave them everything they needed in under an hour, even shorter, right? Like we're busy and I wanted to simplify dance cardio and I take all of these different elements from reformer Pilates, right? I don't have a reformer at home or in a class. Like so using sliders and just different elements and the Pilates ball that gave you just a beautiful, fun, effective class. And also just, again, the community aspect of it where it wasn't about being, you know, I don't know, a cutthroat, but it was about really everyone connecting together in a really joyful way. Yeah. And I can attest the community you've built because the women that I met at the the pop-up class were all so kind. So kind. Your community is so incredible. Yeah. I I felt very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think through that, I just felt like there was that class that I wanted to to create. And so that's in New York in 2017, I I launched the class, started Mm -hmm. teaching the Sculpt Society. And then in 2019, I launched the Sculpt Society app, which is the digital experience of the class. Yeah. And, you know, then COVID hit. So you had all these opportunities and classes for people that were stuck at home, such a simple and easy way to move your body. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's great timing to launch a, an online fitness program. I feel very program. lucky, yes, <laughs> yes. And I mean, to be honest, like COVID really taught me too, because at the time I was teaching so many classes, mm-hmm. had so many privates and my body was starting. I was like, how how am I going to continue to do this? And I think what COVID really taught me was actually the power of doing less. So I'm all about how can I spread the message to people to commit to less so they can show up more yes. when it comes to working yeah. out. And so yeah. really tailoring workout videos for the Sculpt Society app that are short, that are quick, that are efficient, so that doesn't feel so overwhelming, but that also give you all of those beautiful results. And I think that's what COVID showed me was like, I don't need to be teaching a million classes a right. week. I can actually get beautiful, amazing results that make me feel great in my body with doing less. 
Amazing. I love that. I also noticed on your Instagram that you're moving throughout your entire pregnancy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's incredible. I want to know about workouts during pregnancy. I feel like we don't speak enough about really prepping your body for pregnancy. I know there's with an unplanned pregnancy, there's not a lot of time. But if you are planning a pregnancy, what are the best workouts? What are things that we can do to really strengthen our body and prepare us for carrying a baby? Yeah, I think for me, moving my body listen, I'm not one of those women who loved being pregnant. And so pregnancy was really hard on my mental health. And a huge aspect of how I'm feeling is related back to moving my body. So once I've moved my body, I feel mentally like a different person. So movement was so important to me throughout pregnancy, postpartum, just my day-to-day life. But yeah, I think if you're trying to conceive, maybe you're listening and you're through, you're going through fertility treatments, maybe you're listening, you're getting your eggs frozen. Like I think there's a lot of unknowns on like what you can and can't do, of course, talk to your doctor. But what's really beautiful is that on the Sculpt Study app, we have slow and controlled workouts that are gentle that will still allow you to move. If your doctor doesn't want you to do cardio, totally fine. Do some low impact work. And um, all that low impact sculpt work on the Sculpt Study app is going to be great if you're in that phase of life. And that's something that I, of course, really leaned into in my pregnancy as well. Yeah, I've seen you share a lot of pelvic floor workouts as well. Oh, yeah. Is this something you should be doing before conceiving, while you're pregnant, after giving birth? Yes. Listen, if you can, I wish I had started pelvic floor work before. I think. Can you explain like the, the pelvic, impo- floor. Yes, explain <laughs> the pelvic floor and the importance of yes. doing exercises to strengthen it? Yes. So <laughs> your pelvic floor, a lot of people think of a pelvic floor exercise as like a Kegel muscle. A pelvic floor exercise is much more than that. So think about okay. your pelvic floor in four parts. It's, okay. it's connected to your front pubic bone, okay. your back tailbone, and your two side sit bones. So it's okay. like a, think of it like a bowl of muscles that are helping support your pelvic organs. And as we're getting pregnant, of course, that pelvic floor is put, put through a little bit more stress. But I think if you're not pregnant and you're listening to this and you're like, how can I connect deeper to my core? Your pelvic floor is so support is so connected to your deep core. So if you can start to do pelvic floor exercises your and start to engage your core and your breath properly through exercise, you're going to get into your deep core in such a better way. And that's something I didn't understand until I started doing that work in my first pregnancy. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm not, I'm not (laughs) trying to get pregnant right now. Totally fine. But like, if you want to get deeper into your core, understanding how your pelvic floor relates to your breath and your deep transverse abdominal muscles is going to give you such a better, more efficient core workout in your regular workouts. So that's a long-winded answer, but no, I, I love have, it. I'm so intrigued. Yeah, I have lots yeah. of circuits that are pelvic floor specific on the Sculpt Study app that show you how to breathe correctly through your diaphragm and then engage your pelvic floor. So lifting your pelvic floor while wrapping your deepest um, transverse abdominals. And then equally as important, understanding how to lengthen your pelvic floor mm. because we don't want to have our pelvic floor in a hypertonic state because that can lead to incontinence it can lead to bladder leakage issues a lot of not fun things so yeah I think it's great too like you said this isn't just for women who are expecting or no pregnant this is a great way to really transform those lower yes. muscles because yeah. I started doing pelvic floor exercises yeah and those were some of the first like core exercises yes. that really targeted that uh, lower stomach area exactly and I think once you understand how they all work together when you are in a workout if you can engage right and use your breath right. yes 
it's going to give you such a better um, core workout. Yeah. Do you have any other tips for women who are moving through pregnancy and staying active? Yeah. Speaking of the pelvic floor, I have an entire prenatal program. So it's 40 weeks and integrated into that is all of my pelvic floor work. So if you are listening and you are pregnant, the pelvic floor part of my prenatal program is really going to help you prepare your body for labor. It's going to help in that delivery process. And it's going to be so important in your postpartum recovery process. Amazing. So I also have postpartum programs for your pelvic floor too. So I love that. <laughs> yeah. you're also launching a cycle syncing program I soon, am. which is so exciting. I am. I'm so excited. I want to hear all the details about it and just... I want you to explain the importance of moving your body with your cycle. Yes. So this actually, this program really came from our community. It's so important to us that we are constantly listening to feedback. Like what programs does like the Sculpt Society community want? And this has been one that people have requested for so long. So I'm really excited because I think it just goes back to I'm all about listening to your body, whether it's food, whether it's working out. And I think with cycle syncing, it's the same thing, right? You're really tuning into your body, what it's going through, what it needs, and tailoring your workouts for maybe when you are on your period and you're like, I just do not feel like doing anything. Maybe it's a gentle stretch or one of our slow and controlled sculpt classes. You know, I think understanding more deeply what your body is going through in your each phase of your cycle is just another layer that, of understanding what your body needs. For me, yeah. when I'm moving with my body and I think, you know, whether you're on your menstrual cycle and your body's craving a more low impact workout or you're yeah. ovulating and you have more energy and you want to do maybe more of like a dance cardio yeah. section, yeah. I think empowering women through really understanding their hormones in the cycle and how yeah. you can optimize yes. your health that way. I yes. think it's so intriguing. And the fact that you're providing value that way is, yeah. is so exciting. Yeah. So I can't wait for it to Yay. launch. I'm so excited to take the classes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Something else I want to talk to you about, because I see this on your socials all the time, is how your how your view on dating has changed the older that you got. So yeah. I saw a reel with you and your husband and mm -hmm. you just talked about all the things that you were looking for in a partner as you got older. So yeah. I want to know what those things are. Yeah, I think I was dating and very single in New York. So I lived in New York for 15 years okay. before I moved to LA. And I feel like it was such a frustrating time. I was also going through so much personal development. So I think that really, once I understood what, what was it that Megan wanted? What right. was it that, what life did I want to have? What were my non-negotiables? I think that's why it took me a little bit longer to meet my now husband because I was still figuring that out myself. I was still trying to figure out myself and what I wanted. And I think that's such a huge part because in my early 20s, it was like, is he cute? You know, right. and does, does he like me? Instead of being like, do, Wait, do I, I like, like him? him? Yeah. You know, and I think we don't, especially as women, we don't ask ourselves those questions and we don't demand the things like that we really want and, and you know, what are those non-negotiables for our lives? And I think that's really, really important. So I think for me, it wasn't until my expectations actually got a little higher of like what I wanted in a partner that that wasn't until I met my now husband. Give me three things that were, you were on your list when you're like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. I think someone who really wanted to be a true like life partner. Mm -hmm. I didn't want, I want a 50-50 partner, right? And so someone who's going to do the hard work with me, who wants to grow and, and develop as a human, right? I'm constant, we're all constantly evolving and I'm really interested in that. And I wanted a partner that also wanted to do that self-work as well. I think it was really important. My career is really important to me. And I really wanted a partner who wanted a partner who wanted a career. And I think some people 
right? Like maybe that that's not what they want and that's perfectly fine. But for me, it was very important that my, my husband, you know, really saw that and loved that part of me because I knew right. career was going to be really important. And then I think little things like, did they want kids, right? Like yeah. super important. Yeah. Do you want kids? You know, my husband wanted three. I was on the cusp of like one or two. We negotiated for two, <laughs> you know, things like that. Like, I think, I think it is really important. Like, do you want five kids? I, I, did not want five kids, yeah, you know, like <laughs> having those financial questions too. You know, what are your financial goals? Like, I do think it's not a sexy conversation. And then obviously health and wellness is a big part yes. of my life that it's a yeah. passion of mine. And so I really, you know, I, I knew I, I needed a partner who equally enjoyed moving their body and and staying active. And so those were some of, some of my non-negotiables. I, have I a, love that. Yeah. So did he started to integrate some of your wellness habits or was he already very into wellness before you met him? I would say more on like the nutrition side of things. He's probably leaned into that a little bit more. Okay. He's always been super active. I Like I when I met him the, the week we started dating, he had like some marathon that he was doing. So okay. I was like, um, you know, he's right always away. had that yeah. part of him. But yeah, I think it's so important when you're in your 20s to A, figure out what you want, what you're looking for. And is the person you're dating going to up level to what you're wanting and you you not change for him necessarily? Right. I think so many women like change their wants and their needs based on their partner. And right. I think as you get a little older and a little bit more confident, that's really important. You have your non-negotiables, you stick to them. Yeah. And you met him on Hinge, right? I met him on So there's hope. Oh my God, there's, there's so much hope. hope. There's there's, and I met him in my, like, in my late 20s. Amazing. And like like you said, there is like there, you got to trust your timing. And you just had your second beautiful baby. I Congratulations. Thank you. Has it been difficult to juggle having yes. two kids now? <laughs> what has that transition been like from having one kid to two kids? Um, I I feel like six months from now, it'll be a little bit more difficult. Luckily, right now, Mercer, who's a month old, is like all she does is sleep, eat, and poop, basically. <laughs> I think once she's like crawling around and moving and like on more of a schedule, that's when I feel like things are going to be really chaotic. Yeah. And chaotic. Yeah. I luckily have a lot of support and some help. And like, you know, if you're listening and you're a new mom, like support is so important for your mental health as a new mom. Yeah. It's, it's chaotic right now. I'm also a business owner and you know, the fact a... that you're here a month after giving birth to Mercer yeah. is just like incredible. Well, I'm happy to be here. It's so amazing. <laughs> Going back to your experience and your relationship with food and wellness mm -hmm. growing up. Now you have two girls. Mm -hmm. Is this something that you've thought about in motherhood of, you yeah. know, the things that you're sharing with them yeah. or how you want to raise them to make sure that you can really cultivate the relationship with wellness as they get older? Yeah, it's super important to me. I mean, listen, I also grew up with a mom who I never saw her on a diet. Like she wasn't an almond mom My at all. My mom's the same. She'll yeah. have like cake pops for breakfast. <laughs> My mom <laughs> has the biggest sweet tooth and same thing. Like she would make a cake and then I would see her like the next morning, like literally for breakfast. That having the so That's like the mom I grew up with. I grew up with a mom who used olive oil. I was eating Ezekiel toast when I was like 10. Like I, so I had like a very much a, a great representation of health, right? Like she didn't have restrictions on her. And, and at the same time, I still went through what I went through. So I think for me, it's just really important that I am leading by example with them and that I am showing them how an intuitive eater looks, how an intuitive mover looks, and just showing them that healthy balance and hopefully giving them the skill set to instill that in themselves as well. Amazing. And you speak openly too about motherhood and like yeah. you said, not always enjoying pregnancy. Yeah. Have you had 
pushback on that or do you notice that your community really accepts it because I think it's so important yeah, for women to know yeah even me I'm obviously I'm not planning on yeah, getting pregnant yeah. anytime soon yeah. but even just having that voice out there so that if you are pregnant to know I'm not alone yeah, yeah. it's been really honestly on my social and just on all fronts I've just I am so transparent and open because I think that's what I'm craving too I don't want to see the perfect world the perfect life on Instagram like I'm craving real like realness and so when I did get pregnant even with Harlow my first it was so important for me to actually share like what like what am I going through how am I feeling so that I didn't feel so alone I think that's the beautiful thing about social when it is positive it it really can be impactful because the stories and the DMs I would and messages I would get would be from other women and still are just of other women going through it. And, you know, I think more times than not, a lot of people don't enjoy that phase of their life. And we're somehow, I don't know why in our society we're like trained to think it's supposed to be this like perfect, blissful time. And then it kind of sets us up for to oh, yeah. feel like we're failing yeah. or we're like not good for right. not loving it. And I think the added layer is it's hard to speak that truth when so many women are also simultaneously struggling to get pregnant or dealing right. with pregnancy loss. So I think the two can still exist, right? You can still really not enjoy being pregnant, but be so happy and grateful that you are. And that doesn't take away anything from someone else who is who's struggling and really wanting to be in that phase of life as well. Yeah, and to have that awareness and be able to speak about it is so incredible. Yeah. So thank you for, yeah, for being that voice and providing that information. I need to know, what are your non-negotiables in the morning? Can you walk me through Do you want this like pre-children or after children? I would love to know how it shifted because it's so funny. I, I like to share my morning routines when I have more time. Yeah. And the top comment is always, I can tell you don't have kids. And I'm like, I don't have kids. I have a little That's bit more so time funny. to myself. Yeah. It's definitely gotten shorter. I think too, like talking about even just well, just general wellness habits, like I think take the list can be super long if you want it to be right. Like it could last all day. Right. But I think it's also talk about intuitive wellness habits. Like what are the wellness habits that actually are going to fill your cup up and re-energize you? Maybe dry brushing doesn't do anything to you, right? Like for me, I like crave an infrared sauna session, but to someone else that may not do anything for you. So I think it's also figuring out what works for you. So before Mercer, let's I'll start there. Okay. Um, so I was getting up with Harlow at 7 a.m. and that was doing nothing for me. I was like immediately scrambling and feeling like a disaster for the rest of my, my day. So last year, my husband and I started getting up around 6 or 6.15. So giving ourselves like 45 minutes to an hour to really have a time alone to ourselves in the morning. So we get up around 6, 6.15. I make my lemon water. Yes, I know, super you do cringy. Warm, warm lemon water. I love lemon water. Um, no, I just do room temp. Okay, room temp, half a lemon, maybe sometimes a whole lemon. Crazy. I make my coffee. I know, coffee, French press, and then I'll take my supplements. I'm a big believer in a pre and probiotic, so I take seed. I have my multivitamin. Um, is that your, what's your full supplement lineup right now? Right now? I have a lot right now. You have a lot? Okay, because yeah. I'm postpartum. I'm yep. taking seed, a ritual multivitamin postpartum. I had my placenta. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so cool. And then my husband thinks it's the weirdest thing in the entire world. Um, I'm also taking Nutrafol for postpartum. I love for Nutrafol. Hair, yeah, hair thinning. Yep. And then what's my other stuff? I was taking some supplements to help with lact for like milk production for pumping and and breastfeeding, but I stopped taking those. So that's right. That's what I'm taking right now. And then I would move my body. Right now, I'm not moving my body. I'm doing pelvic floor stuff postpartum, but pre-Mercer, I w would work out and then just like 
have either like a journal moment or or a five minute meditation and kind of call it. And we spoke about this earlier, but I think it's remembering that you don't have to check every single box. Maybe it's one thing that makes you feel really great. Yeah. And if you have time to get that in, then it's smooth sailing. Yeah. And sometimes for me, it's like if I didn't have time to work out, maybe it's just a walk outside with my husband to get a cup of coffee. I get some vitamin D. I get some a walk in that for me, for my mental health is really important or like not a long workout. Right. As I said before, I'm all about like something short. Yeah. Yeah. I had to kind of rewire my brain that way too, because if you approach a workout thinking, I have to carve an hour out of my day. No, it's, it's crazy. So much it's not sustainable. Body. Right. It's not sustainable. And that's really, that's the what I said before, right? Like the goal is how can I move my body in a sustainable, joyful way for the rest of my life? And and that isn't hours of workout and exercise a day, right? That is, yeah. that can be 10 minutes a day. Right. right. If it's a really well-programmed 10 minutes, I can get so much done in 10 minutes. <laughs> and so that's a way that you can show up consistently and, and make it a part of your your wellness routine and actually make it a habit. Yeah. And enjoy the consistency of yeah. it. That's so important. Because yeah. if you're moving your body every day, it has to be something that brings you yes. joy and, yeah. that, and that you love. Yeah. And then when it comes to your wind down routine, so you're getting ready for bed. Wind down routine is definitely shorter. I would say my husband and I will watch a little bit of TV. I'll have some magnesium, some dark magnesium. chocolate. Mm. I'll take a hot shower. I'll do my skincare routine. I'll get into bed and I really try and read for like, honestly, sometimes it's five minutes. That's all I have. <laughs> sometimes it's longer, 15, 30 minutes. And that's been a really nice way just to like get into sleep mode. Yeah, I got to have my wind down routine because again, I'm somebody who has a lot of stress. So I feel like... Yeah. Really just taking that time, whether yeah. it's one or two things on that list, one yeah. cup of tea or yeah. red light therapy or something. Oh, that's my newest thing. I have yeah. a TheraBody mask, an LED light. Isn't and I've it been incredible? Very into I have one too. It's so good. Yeah. It vibrates. It's like a whole experience. Yeah. yeah. It's very intense it in the best way possible. <laughs> so I'm committed to that because also what I love about that, that's only nine minutes. I feel like other masks are longer anyway. Yeah. It's quick and easy and yeah. you can freak your husband out when you're like yeah. laying in bed. And you know what? Off. My husband's like, should I be wearing this? <laughs> My husband's like slowly getting more into like, what kind, of, what kind of serum should I be wearing <laughs> Maybe on my face? I should try that. You're no, so he literally, silly. he has a whole like Caudalie like setup that I've given him. To That's start. incredible. His skin's probably never looked better. Honestly, he has the best skin. It's really annoying. <laughs> so. It's always like the guys who wash their face with a bar of soap or just literally. water in the morning. And it's yeah. like, how do you not have a single pimple? No, never. <laughs> so you and I have talked a lot about how in the wellness space, there can be this pressure to do everything. What's three tips that you have for somebody who wants to simplify wellness who's a beginner? Yeah, I think, I mean, I know I sound like a broken record, but number one, commit to less so that you can show up more, especially when it comes to your workouts. I think moving your body is so important for your physical and mental health. So take the pressure off to do hours of exercise a day. Commit to 10 minutes a day. Get outside. Get outside for just a little bit of time so you can have some vitamin D. I think this whole working from home life, I know I'm struggling with that a little bit. Sometimes I'm like, I have not left the house today. Isn't it crazy? Sunlight in the morning makes such a big difference. Yeah, get outside, like have a moment. And then I think with when it comes to, you know, nutrition or how you're eating, start to play around with intuitive eating. I think it's not necessarily a simple thing that someone can integrate, but start to try and look at all food as equal and not categorize everything as like good or bad and and be a little bit more open and flexible with how you're approaching food and and really just tune into like what are the foods that make me feel energized and make me feel good yeah and you have so many great recipes on your instagram too so that's a great place to find some info So we are going to do a nice little giveaway for yes, the Sculpt Society. Uh, we'll do a 25% off code. 
Yep. You can use a Wellness Her Way 25 for 25% off the Sculpt Society membership. You also get a seven-day free trial, too. And a seven-day cool. free yeah. trial. You guys, the workouts are so much fun, I'm telling you. It goes by so quick. You don't even feel like you're working out. She makes it so much fun. The instructors so are incredible. And I love that you have found a way to make wellness fun because that's my priority Thank too. You. In a space that can be so overwhelming and feel like you have to do it all, I you know. really shine your light and Thank you've you. made it such a, a fun space. Go follow her on socials. Can you tell them where to find you? Yes, you can find me at Megan Roop and then at the Sculpt Society. Amazing. Thank you so Thank much you for, for having coming me. on. Thank you so much for listening and hanging out with me today. You can catch a new episode of Wellness Her Way every Monday. I want to hear from you, so please subscribe, leave a review for this podcast, and let me know what you thought of this episode. Be sure to follow at Wellness Her Way Podcast on Instagram to connect with me and send in all the questions and topics you'd like to hear about. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of this amazing community. I'll see you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.